Hello everyone, welcome back to We Are The Queen Podcast. I am your host April, with me, as always, Sarah. Hello. I'm hanging in there. I've got my big giant mug of coffee. Oh, same. Same things. I know. And this is like, this is different for us, April. We're recording in the middle of the week. In the middle? Because we're trying to be proactive. We're trying to have some sort of routine, but every time we record on the weekend, we only have energy for one. So now it's like, nope, let's get another recording out so that we can take a break during the weekend. Like we said, we would. Ah. What? Self-care? What is that? What? (laughs) Reading chapters for school? What? What? Writing papers? What? What? Oh, Turning yeah. them in? <laughs> oh, so difficult. I did get I my self-reflection paper back, though, and I did really, really well. Oh, that's fantastic. I have not received mine back, but I just turned it in on Sunday at like 4.30, so <laughs> yes, it might take a little bit to get back, but that's cool. Do you know how heartbreaking it would be if I did not do well on a paper talking about myself? Literally, like, I started getting anxiety, and I was like, because I'm an anxious student. (laughs) I mean, really, I'm an anxious person. But, like, I'll, you know, look at the rubric, and I'm like, oh, my God, am I getting it right? Like, am I putting everything in the paper that I'm supposed to? Am I using enough, like, you know, articles and sources? Did I cite them? And then, yeah, literally what I was writing was also a reflection paper. And I'm like, why am I so worked up about this? Because this is the only thing you have control over right now. That's why. I know. I'm peeking a little bit. I'm going to. She's peeking. It's a podcast term. It's exciting. I'm going to turn my game down. Am I too quiet now? No, you're you're perfect. Awesome. Also, um, I will take this opportunity to send an apology to our listeners. I'm so sorry. As I was listening back to last week's episode, I was like, oh dear, there's something going on with my audio. I was super quiet. Um, I'm hoping that this week it's much, much better. It was definitely just user error on my part. <laughs> it's it's hard because we are recording in Two different places, literally yep. two different countries. Yep. And since we are a two-person show, there's no one else in the background. We are doing our best. No one's telling me, Sarah, you need to move your microphone closer to your face. Well, because I have no idea because I can't see. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, yeah. And like, because we're just talking to each other, like in our headphones, like we sound fine, like while we're. <laughs> right. Oh. In the call, and then we listen to it later. I'm like, oh no! Also, oh, if you heard sounds in the background of my audio, it was literally my office chair making sounds. I'll see if I can do it. See, it's that's just what whenever, it was. It, whenever I move, it just it makes sounds. So I will try my hardest. I will try my hardest not to move too much this episode. But no promises. Again, this is not a professional setup at all. No, no. So. Maybe one day. Maybe. But we'll see. That would be fun. Oh, but for now. Time. <laughs> but, but for now, we have our, our budget 
setup. <laughs> our limited budget. Our limited budget. <laughs> Anyways, now that I have that out of the way, April, what are we talking about this week? We're talking about what therapy is meant to be like when you're experiencing it, as well as talking about um, assumptions that society makes about therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, So we had a a grand old time on Instagram. We came up with like a survey of like random assumptions that we've often heard over the years about therapy. And we wanted to see... Okay, have have you heard this assumption? Click yes or no. Um, and for myself, like the responses were kind of all over the place. It was really interesting. Yeah, I think that that is interesting because that does mean that. I mean, anytime someone would hit a yes, that means like okay, <sighs> how many other people out there have heard this assumption? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think that this is a great topic to talk about um, because there's, yeah, there are so many, like, common misconceptions, common assumptions, and, like, stereotypes um, that, like, dissuade people from going to therapy. I think that's the biggest part for me is that I don't want those, like, misconceptions to keep someone from getting the help that they need Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and part of like reducing the stigma a mental health stigma is like addressing these assumptions exactly so our do you want to talk about the assumptions first and then go into yeah oh yeah i think so i will ask you this april Mm mm-hmm Actually, before we get into the assumptions, I wanted to ask, um, because for me, uh, I've seen and I've personally used the words therapy and counseling like interchangeably. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of how you view it too? Yes. I and think it just depends on like where you are and, mm-hmm. you know, my, but my, for me, they're the same thing. Yeah. My only thing would be... Uh, like, some people, when they hear therapy, they're, like, physical therapy, occupational mm-hmm. therapy. Because there's many different kinds of therapies, but, like, in my own brain, like, therapy and counseling is the same. Yes. So. For our purposes, we are talking about mental health therapy and counseling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, sometimes I think the word therapy kind of conjures up this image of, like, Freud, you know, or, like, that very typical, like, like psychiatrist type thing. Huge um, cigar hanging out of his mouth with right, a big and notepad. Like you're just laying on the couch and, like, yes, tell me how you feel, <laughs> you know? Um, so let's dispel that myth and <laughs> right out of the gate, um, you know, there, there are, you know, there is the field of psychiatry and psychiatrists for our purposes though april you and i are going to become mental health counselors which um, means that we will have a master's degree um in clinical mental health counseling or whatever your degree is april i don't remember (laughs) 
Masters of Arts in Counseling Psychology. Oh, perfect. Okay. So very similar. Um, (laughs) I did it. (laughs) I did it. Uh, And then for me, that means that once I graduate with my master's degree, I will then have to obtain licensure um, in the state of Washington, where I live. I will have to have a... um, I will become a licensed mental health counselor, an LMHC, (laughs) in Mm -hmm. other states of the United States, because it's all regulated by the state. So Mm -hmm. every state is a little bit different. Some of them are LMHC. Some of them are licensed professional counselors, so LPC. It's all kind of the same thing. It's all under the same um, standards. We all, um, in the United States, we all are under the um, American Counseling Association Code of Ethics. Mm-hmm. That's the, the code of ethics that we adhere to. Also, like if you're thinking about going into counsel or like, be, like being a client in counseling, um, go read the code of ethics and see what standards the counselor is supposed to adhere to. It's, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree, because then it's like, okay, this is, because regulation is meant to be protection for the public. Yep. Um, because you don't want some average Joe off of 10th Street <laughs> coming in to counsel you. Um, it's important that counselors are all on the same page as far as the code of ethics and what is expected of them. Yep. Uh, so. Yep. And if it feels fishy and you're like, mm, I don't know if they're acting ethically. You don't have to keep seeing them. Yes, please. <laughs> and you can report them. Please do. Please do. Hold us accountable. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So next question. So what are some common assumptions or misconceptions that you had, April, before you ever stepped foot in a counseling office for yourself? My two biggest ones, and it's not that I didn't hear other assumptions, but my two biggest ones were it makes you weak to ask for help, as well as, um, like, religious groups, churches, it's the same, if not better, than counseling therapy. Yeah, so, like... You know, if someone was having an issue, you may have heard of people going and seeking counsel from, like, the pastor or the religious leader Mm -hmm. um, of the church, you know, asking for prayer Mm -hmm. um, for various issues. Yeah. Um, I heard similar um, assumptions as well. Um, I will add to that that I always thought that, like, it was for other people Mm -hmm. like same I'm very much I know we've talked about (laughs) on the podcast like I definitely am someone who thinks of others Mm -hmm. before myself yes Mm -hmm. and in many times in my life I just never thought of myself ever (laughs) so um I was always like oh well like I saw the benefit of mental health counseling but only for other people like I didn't ever think that I would benefit from that um and and part of that was you know like my uh what word am I looking for 
basically, you know, I would just try to push through and push through and push through and just didn't, didn't even acknowledge that, like, there were things that would be helpful to talk to someone about, you know. Right. And to clarify, uh, like, the, I'm very similar to you. Obviously, we are almost the same person. It's a bit creepy. <laughs> I know. Anyway. <laughs> it's it was more of the assumption of if I ask for help that makes me weak right but I'm similar to you where it's like hey if it's helpful for you do what you need to do to take care of yourself that kind of thing yeah so I figure I should clarify that (laughs) yeah yeah do you want to talk about some other assumptions that like you've heard from other people um we can talk a bit about the polls, <laughs> the the assumptions that we put out there into the Instagram polling universe. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so one of the things that I thought was that it would be very similar to what you see in TV and movies. Um, and kind of like how you mentioned earlier, the, <laughs> the Sigmund Freud and <laughs> just that stereotypical look of someone's lying down on the couch and just looking up at the ceiling like... This is my life. This is what's happened to me. And then Freud is in the background scribbling away like, yes, oh my gosh. Person. <laughs> um, and then as well as like the, the remake of Freaky Friday where the mom is a counseling psychologist, I think. Oh, and yes. How the daughter is now the mom and then she's just drawing. <laughs> <laughs> on the notepad instead of like actively listening. Yes. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, is that what it's like? I really, really hope not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another famous like portrayal of a counseling therapist is um I don't know if you've seen the Sopranos or not. I have not. I highly recommend you watch it at least once. Mm-hmm. But there's a counseling therapist on there and they she has the most turmoil ridden relationship with her client which is the main character Uh it's just like oh my gosh is that what therapy is like they're all yelling at each other oh no (laughs) the other uh media portrayal that i think of is frazier Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like, yeah, that's a pretty, like... Oh, yeah, like the radio host, like, Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Yeah, he's kind of like, yeah, he's kind of like Dr. Laura. But then also, like, they also show, um, because his brother Niles is also um, a psychiatrist, and so he has, like, an actual, you know, he does not have a radio show. (laughs) He has an actual practice, so they kind of have episodes where they show, um you know, either different sessions or, like, or they talk about, you know, mm-hmm. their different theories that they, uh, you know, adhere to or whatever in their um, therapies and, and stuff. So it's, I, I think that's, you know, there are there are some media portrayals that are pretty accurate, but there's a lot out there that's not. Dr. Phil. Oh, my God. That's a whole other episode. I was like, I feel like that's a whole other category that I don't know if I have the energy to get into. Another time, Sarah. Another time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Another, I was trying to think of other assumptions that we put on our polls. I've already, it literally has only been a day and I already forgot. Um, right. Oh, God. Uh, I, I'll look. Um, therapy tries to fix you. Oh, yes. Yeah. That It's like, um, they're gonna, and I think this kind of goes along with like, the assumption of like, if you go to therapy, there has to be something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that you think that, like, you're going to be a completely different person, which, okay, like, I'm not saying that therapy is not transformational, like, otherwise, what would be the point, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, obviously, some change is going to happen, but, like, there's that assumption that, like, the therapist is the one that's going to be, like, steering the ship, if you will, like, mm-hmm. That they're going to be like, okay, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is what you need to do differently. Um, It's not like that. Yeah, it's... The cognitive thought process of therapy tries to fix you. It has such a negative tone to it, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's all that really matters is the tone. Like, yes, you're. if you choose to go to therapy, counseling therapy, it's meant to help you cope with whatever stressor it is that you're currently dealing with or past trauma, whatever have you. But it's not meant to fix someone. And it's not meant to change who they are at their core. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, the most common, like, yeah, misconception. And, like, that. It, the, there needs to be a, sh- a subtle shift in language. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you're right. It does. It, it uh, paints a very, like, negative light on therapy. And you're like, oh, well, I, I don't want to. I don't want someone telling me who I should be, you know? Right. You get that, like, <laughs> that you puff up your chest, like, pride. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a little chicken in the hen house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it makes, what comes to my mind, this little metaphor, is that if you're a potted plant and then you're stagnant in your growth... You need to seek, like, outside sources to help you continue to grow as a person. Yeah, yeah. Someone to remind you that you need water and sunlight. Mm-hmm. And maybe you need a bigger pot to grow in. <laughs> I love this metaphor. It's so great. Isn't it? Um, yes. Another assumption... Um, that I have heard, and, and this goes back to, um, I worked in case management for four years, um, where, um, I would have to assess my clients and do, um, a depression screening with them. I would have to ask if they had been suicidal. Um, and so this kind of conversation would come up because, you know, I was supposed to offer assistance in finding mental health counseling resources um, if that was something that they, first of all, number one, if they wanted it, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. then, because I couldn't force that on anybody, you know, can't do that. Um, 
But also, like, you know, as I'm doing the depression screening question, like, obviously, if they're, like, if I'm starting to see some red flags, you know, if they're getting through and they're, like, oh, yeah, this is happening, you know, often, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, uh, then I would be, like, oh, like, it might be helpful to talk to somebody about this. Um, And one of the most common things that would be brought up on reasons why they did not want to talk to a counselor actually there were two things the most common i would say would be that they didn't think that it would help that they'd have like a bad experience with therapy in the past and they did they did not think that it was beneficial to them so they just didn't want to ever try ever again um and then number two is that they literally they don't want to bring up the past like They've had traumatic experiences and they just don't want to talk about it because Mm -hmm. it's too painful to do that. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I've heard that often too, where it's like, I don't want to go to therapy because they'll make me talk about past experiences. It's like, you are conducting this train you are the conductor. The therapist, the counselor, the life coach is meant to be the passenger. Yeah. I think this kind of leads us pretty nicely into what counseling or therapy actually looks like. Also, I rec- I want to state right now that I recognize there is a lot a lot that goes into therapy and there are different styles of therapy there are different like theories that different therapists use and so like this is not an all-inclusive like comprehensive blanket statement that all therapy is like this however we're going to talk about some very like key components that will likely and should probably be present in with any therapeutic relationship so there we go I just wanted to get that up (laughs) this leads us really nicely into like what is therapy like what is it like like what should you expect Mm -hmm. when you start therapy so uh shout out to my instagram friend uh she sent a very nice video message kind of explained like one of the assumptions that she had was that therapy is a one-way street as well as like therapy is meant to be serious and that you can't really authentically be yourself or joke about your trauma or joke about yourself like you know almost self-deprecating humor right but then she has learned that that's not true. Like like I said earlier, the client is the conductor of the train. Yeah. yeah. We're just there it, for the ride. Yeah. And um, it's been fascinating being in grad school and like learning about kind of the inner workings of a counselor because that's really what we're doing. And... That's like, I feel like the, the main point that they're trying to drive home in school um, in my classes is that that the client is 
the one that's in charge. Mm-hmm. And the counselor's just kind of there to like, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining the client walking on like a dark path and the counselor has a flashlight mm-hmm. and is just kind of walking along beside and like lighting the path and like pointing, you know, pointing things out that that's there but the client maybe just can't see yet Mm -hmm. i like that metaphor i Mm -hmm. really do and it's if the counselor points something out then the client can choose if they want to delve into that or not yeah that's part of their rights yeah um one of the many things that i've been reading over this last year is that Therapy is meant to have, I think it's like three key ingredients where it's respect, it's empathy, and it's compassion. Yeah. In an earlier episode, forgive me, I don't remember which one. (laughs) (laughs) I went on this little rant about how the word should and telling people what they should and shouldn't do is poisonous essentially it's yeah. a, a poison poisonous in regards to their self-worth and self-esteem mm-hmm. um and i've said this many times in discussion boards where it's like get rid of this word in your vocabulary when you're working with clients yeah because you are if you tell them you should do this or you should be this way you're implementing your own ideas of what a person is supposed to be like. Yeah, yeah and, you're inserting in your own opinions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not good. That's no. one thing to look out for. Don't do yeah, that. If you're feeling like, yeah, that's, no, 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 no. Um, the phrase that, like, I keep kind of in my head that I feel like I've been hearing a lot in school is that the client is the expert of their own life. Yes, and like, it makes sense because it's like, especially like as I'm imagining, you know, what it'll be like to like, you know, because right now I'm just taking classes. I'm not seeing clients. I'm just doing lots and lots and lots of practicing mm-hmm. <laughs> and lots and lots of reading and lots and lots of writing papers. Um, as I'm kind of imagining what it'll be like to sit down like with my first like handful of clients is like. I don't know this person. They're a stranger. So, like, why would I leap to conclusions or leap to, like, let me solve your problem Mm -hmm. when it's, like, someone that I need to get to know and it's going to take time? And granted, like, I have to acknowledge the fact that, like, I am a problem solver. (laughs) And if someone presents me with an issue, I'll be like, oh, well, just do this. So I'm really going to have to work really hard just to kind of sit and just be with them in the moment. But uh, I've been thinking about this a lot about my own counseling. Um, So I'm seeing a counselor currently. I started seeing her in like February or March of last year. So I'm coming upon like almost 12 months working with this particular counselor um, I've worked with a uh, one other counselor before her, um, and both of them have been amazing, but for their own reasons. Like, they both mm-hmm. have very different approaches. I really 
appreciate my current counselor's approach. And I feel like as, you know, I'm getting closer to working with her for a full year, like we're really hitting a really good stride. Like we've made really like wonderful insights in the, in the last, you know, 11, 10, 11 months. Um, but like, there's only so much you can learn about a person in a 50 minute session. Mm-hmm. And so like, there's still things that I'm like telling her for the first time. And like, so she's still learning things about me that mm-hmm. just haven't come up, you know, like, yeah. And so now that we've been working together for so long, like, she can, like, help connect some dots to some things that I said, like, six months ago, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll say something, you know, like, I just said something last week where, yeah, she, like, helped connect that dot. I'm like, oh! Brilliant! I get it. Um, yeah, so it's it's a fascinating journey to be on the client side for me right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm envisioning what it'll be like to be on the other side of it, too. And I'm, like, I'm really excited about it. It's true. I've, uh, thankfully, through my school, they've connected me with a counselor. um, And we've only had two sessions. And those sessions go by so fast. So fast. (laughs) You think, okay, I'm going to have to go sit down with someone for an hour. Let me tell (laughs) you. It's so fast. It's a fast hour. And it's not even a full hour. It's like 50, 55 yes. minutes usually. Oh, God. And I'm just like, it just, uh, it, it gives me so much, um, it leaves me in awe. Mm-hmm. It's like. Oh, you you remembered me from last week where I said, I'm a mess. <laughs> Prepare yourself. And it's so funny because she got after me like, <laughs> I can't even remember how she said it. She's like, you need to be kind to yourself. And yeah. I'm just like, this is me trying to be self-deprecating humor. Like, this is the only way I've been able to function this last month. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'll also say there's something to be said about finding a counselor who has similar interests to you. Um, and I know it's not always possible, but, uh, and like similar communication styles also, I feel like that's really helpful. Um, uh, I thought of another like analogy that I've learned in school that I think would be helpful for people to know. So counselors, therapists, they are supposed to be holding up a mirror, like metaphor- metaphorically, not literally. Well, mm-hmm. literally it might be helpful too, but, um, and so they're going to be doing like a lot of like reflecting of what, what you're like reflecting back things that you were telling your counselor. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird at first, especially weird, like being in school and I'm having to practice those skills um, and trying to make it so like, I'm not just like parroting back like what the mm-hmm. person's telling me. Cause that's annoying. Um, but they're going to be kind of just like listening. It's not, uh, I think, I don't know if this is a, a misconception. This might have been something that um, I maybe thought would be different. But, like, 
it's not like a a, a normal conversation where there's going to be a lot of like back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, the counselor is usually going to let the client talk more than mm-hmm. you know, and the counselor is going to be listening, um, maybe saying something just real quick, just to kind of maybe summarize what they heard. Uh, maybe a quick little like insight um, or uh, a prompt to like ask you to talk about a certain uh, aspect uh, a little bit in more detail. Um, but it's kind of a strange thing where you're kind of waiting for the back and forth, like as a client. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so you kind of, it kind of takes a little bit to get used to it. And for me, like in counseling, like I feel like that's kind of the setting where that's where I have had to talk about myself the most. <laughs> and you're just like, uh, no. but how was your day, counselor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Immediately yesterday, I was like, "How are you, my counselor?" <laughs> and she's like, "She's like, you beat me to it." <laughs> <laughs> Also, I really think that counselors thoroughly enjoy counseling counselors and or future counselors. It's true because, like, I've been able to develop, like, I'm not fully self-aware. I don't think anyone can be fully self-aware, but I've developed enough awareness about myself where it's like, I can point out my own discrepancies and then also, like, okay, cognitively, like, this is really bad. Like, yeah. um, the the need to control and, like, my cognitive distortions in order to protect myself from what's been happening lately. <laughs> and she's just, like, sitting back. Yes. Like, this, my job is so easy right now. I know. My counselor told me a couple weeks ago, she's like, you do know that you're doing, like, all of the heavy lifting. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Like, I can just, I I'm basically counseling myself. And then, no, that's, I mean, that's completely not true. But, like, I'll literally be, be talking about something. And then, like, as I'm saying it, I, I'll just kind of go, like, I'll have my hand up. And I'm like, and I, now that I'm saying this out loud, I can hear it. And... <laughs> Oh. oh. <laughs> and she kind of just like nods and she's like, yep. There you go. <laughs> you did it. I'm rooting I for you. <laughs> um, I want to bring up another thing that I think people may not realize about counseling. But if the counselor says something and you're like, I don't think that's true. Whether it's like um, maybe they're asking or saying that you feel a certain way like oh that makes you angry um because that's a lot of what the counselor is going to be doing as well is is pointing out your emotions yeah um because guess what a lot of us are terrible at it and so the counselor is like helping you label like how that makes you feel okay also the question how does that make you feel don't know if i'm actually ever I mean, I've heard it, but, like, maybe not worded in quite that way. I feel like that is a terrible stereotype from the media, but... Oh, yeah. I digress. Um, So they're going to be pointing out different feelings and emotions as they're kind of 
coming up. But part of being a counselor is sometimes you have to guess or assume or like, you know, from what they're telling you and how their um, body language is appearing, you might assume that someone's upset about something, but they might really be sad or they might be, you know, like you, the, the counselor's kind of putting themselves out there and risking like that they might be wrong. Um, and as the client, you have the opportunity to say yes or no. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I agree that's what's happening. Or no, actually, I think it's this other thing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so basically I'm just trying to say that your therapist is not perfect. <laughs> your therapist is not a mind reader. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're just taking everything that, that they are seeing presented and and... So that's when you'll hear a therapist say, like, did I get that right? Um, Or, like, does this feel, you know, accurate or true to you? And in counseling school, that's called, they call, in my counseling school, they're calling that a a checkout question. They're kind of checking in, like, did I, am I hearing you correctly? Yeah, so, like, say John Doe comes and to see counseling, and then he's just, like, emotionally releasing himself, like, crying a little bit and everything yes men can cry too um <laughs> and as the therapist i would be like you seem really upset you're labeling the feeling but then it's also usually followed up by like you said am i reading your feelings correctly and then it gives them the opportunity like no i'm more angry than upset and I think we I have it saved somewhere on my computer but I have like this wheel of feelings yeah Yeah. and how it's uh happy sad mad um and then it like (sighs) it's like it branches out so like the in the like kind of the center of the wheel are those like main Mm-hmm. happy sad mad you know like those main emotions that you learn when you're a toddler and then <laughs> <laughs> but then for most of us it just stays there <laughs> we don't learn any of that one so then it kind of branches out into these other outer like sections of the wheel that break it down into like more specific emotions like mm-hmm. frustrated excited you know yeah we just do a review of inside out Yes, we really should do that. We really should. Mm. I'm <laughs> thinking of getting Disney Plus again soon so that. Ooh, you really <laughs> should because. Book of the Boba Book Fett. Book of Boba Fett. Okay, we'll have to do another another podcast episode <laughs> where we can talk about that. <laughs> anyways, anyways, sorry. I'm just like, feelings. Feelings. So it's it's so the art of therapy is so to me it's so very fascinating because mm-hmm. you get to examine people and their feelings and why they are responding the way that they are it's very behavioral it's very conversational um it's like why didn't i get my master sooner <laughs> <laughs> i know <laughs> Circumstances, anyway. Circumstances can't change the past. <laughs> Glad we're doing it now. Yes. Yay. Um. Oh my gosh, I 
lost the thought that I had. Oh no. Oh no. You're having an April moment. I am. Mm. Just I'm very tired, everybody. I know. It's exhausting. Um Well, shoot. It'll come back to me. (laughs) It'll come back. In the middle of the night. Eureka! (laughs) Just like me. Uh, um, How about this? Now, we've talked about what the course of therapy would look like. Mm. But I think uh, some people don't know. Oh, you remember. I remember. (laughs) Okay, on might. You might be saying the same thing. (laughs) I might be. So what... Would the first session look like? Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions around that, too. Like, you immediately jump in and all that jazz. Yeah. So, I will answer that question. But before that, what I was going to say leads into your question. So, (laughs) I was just going to make a quick, like, little PSA, I guess. Um, I think people often wonder why a person would go to counseling like what would bring a person to go to counseling and to that i say for whatever damn reason they want to go to counseling (laughs) for like you literally can go to see a counselor to talk about like anything like Mm -hmm. if you're happy i think a lot of people think of like relationship issues and maybe you do couples counseling or maybe you do individual counseling to talk about your relationships um Maybe you're struggling with anxiety, depression, and you want to improve, you know, like basically anything where you are, you're like recognizing that maybe not even something that like needs to change, but like you just need to have a better understanding so that you can like move forward in your life and live a happier, healthier existence. Like Mm -hmm. it can be about anything. Like if you have trauma in your past, you can talk about your trauma. Um, if you're not sure what to do in, you know, your career or your like school, like I want to go to school, but blah, 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 you know, you go talk to a counselor about anything. Um, Mm -hmm. so start with that. So what would a first session look like? It's a lot of information gathering. So Mm -hmm. I know a lot of places now will send you like their kind of intake forms, Um, ahead of time so you can fill it out either online or you know I think most places have them electronic now Um, so you can take this some time to fill that out before Um, you know they'll ask you you know about and they'll tell you about because it's it's all about like informing you of what's going to happen so they'll probably ask you questions about what's going on what's brought you to counseling um what's your like family dynamic look like you know like they'll ask you like what do you do for work like um kind of that just basic information that's a really helpful place to start Mm -hmm. um and then they should tell you they should tell you so (laughs) like you better ask if they don't tell you right out the gate they're supposed to tell you about like you know, their fees or like, you know, are you going to be billing insurance? What does that look like? Um, speaking of fees, um, I know that counseling is a huge financial burden for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could probably have a whole other episode where I talk about like billing insurance. Um, so down here in the States, it can be challenging for counselors to bill insurance. Um, it First of all, it can take a really long time for insurance to 
pay the counselor for your services. So mm-hmm. that's a financial burden on the counselor. Um, and also, in order to bill insurance, they have to diagnose you with something. So that's an FYI. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some kind of like blanket diagnoses terms that they can use. So like adjustment disorder sounds scary, but that literally means that you're having a hard time adjusting to life. So like I said, we're in a pandemic. Everybody has adjustment Everyone. disorder. Everyone. Um, but the downside of diagnosis is that can be a burden for people it can follow them like you know there's still obviously mental health stigma so if you're concerned about that talk to your counselor um sometimes they can see you for like a short amount of counseling sessions like a handful of them without having to build or without having to do a diagnosis so if you literally just need to see someone real quick for Mm -hmm. a couple sessions like that should be a problem so um So they should be talking to you about all of that. And if they do um, private pay, they'll talk to you about their rates. And if they have a sliding scale fee, that was, that was where I was going to get to is that um, if you're having financial, if if it's a financial burden to pay over a hundred dollars a session, it probably, most people would say yes. Um, Ask if they have a sliding scale fee, um, you know, so you can get a a lower fee, um, especially if you're planning on seeing them for an extended period of time. Um, ask about those things so um, and then they'll tell you they should tell you about kind of their style of therapy because that's the other thing is you have to figure out like you know depending on what your like initial thing is that brought you to counseling you might need a different style you know Mm -hmm. there's like the cognitive behavioral therapies but like not everybody needs that and you know if you have trauma in your past you definitely need a trauma-informed therapist that has different techniques that they can use um right now i'm seeing a a therapist that uses narrative therapy um which i find just fascinating and but she also is very kind of eclectic and she tailors her counseling to her clients so some clients need more of one thing and a mix of another so yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, what else would they talk about in the first session? Kind of about the scheduling, you know. And... The scheduling? So there's there's two things I want to touch on. I'll touch on this one first. Duty to warn. Yes. Make sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not the client's responsibility, but it is very important for the therapist to go over the aspects of duty to warn. So in case the client is thinking of harming themselves, harming someone else, it is the duty of the counselor or the therapist, whatever you want to call them, is their duty to warn legal authorities in the effort to keep the client and whoever else safe. Yep. Because they'll, they should be talking to you in this kind of same conversation about confidentiality mm-hmm. and who has access to your records. Um, and, and I think that's another, um, actually another assumption that people have is like, well, if I go see a counselor, like, 
what if like an employer finds out or like what if a person that I'm in relationship with finds out like please don't worry about that and please ask them though if that is a concern you have um because according to the code of ethics like it's you know you've got counselor client confidentiality is like so important however if there are concerns that um Mm -hmm. harm is is imminent um they will have to contact the authorities so um and that also goes along with like you know if they suspect child abuse or neglect they're going to report that to the correct authorities um if there's concerns for elder abuse or vulnerable populations um that's another another area where they will have to report those concerns mm-hmm. they just want to make sure everyone's safe and protected and yeah so this will lead me to my second thought is that why is it that a therapist is going to ask so many questions about who you are um uh what is your cultural background what is mm-hmm. what is your uh do you have like any religious beliefs do you have any mm-hmm what's your uh position socioeconomically like it is important because this leads into what is called case conceptualization a therapist needs to understand you in your entirety yeah so that they know where to go from there with their handy dandy flashlight when yeah. walking down that very dark path Yeah, and I mean, we could get into, like, um, we could get into, like, systems theory and, and like, all of that, too. But basically, like, every person interacts with, like, a a, a complex, you know, system where you have these different parts that make make up who you are and um, the, the better picture a counselor has, like, hopefully hopefully that means the better that they can help you and the better that they can like understand who you are and um i'm taking a a multicultural counseling class right now so it's a lot of like Mm -hmm. um this last week we were talking about intersectionality which means like all these various layers that make up a person like you have their race and ethnicity their cultural heritage their um their gender their sexual orientation their spirituality like Mm -hmm. all of these are complex layers that make you a unique being Mm -hmm. and that's case conceptualization is not meant to say oh now the counselor is the expert on me no because there's so many layers to one individual that the individual themselves are still the expert about themselves. Yeah, well, I mean, you wouldn't want someone to be like, I mean, just because you identify with a particular cultural identity does not mean that you, like, 
you know, you wouldn't want someone to stereotype you. <laughs> like, exactly. You can't, can't expect them to know, like, oh, because you come from this certain country, that means that you will be like this. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, nope, 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 if that's nope. happening, run. <laughs> like, don't even finish run away. the session. <laughs> the other thing that you should run from is when the counselor shames you. Oh. Run. No. Run, 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 that's run, run. not Okay. I have experienced that and it was the worst feeling because it just made me feel worse about myself, worse about my circumstances, made me feel like, okay, so I'm supposed to have more control over things that I don't really have control over. Um, It was just this weird, bizarre experience and I don't wish it on anyone else and it was fine because the first session I literally had with this individual, like, you know, they asked for my back- background. What do I do for work? And do I have an education, like high school, bachelor's, master's, whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you check off on that list? And she said, oh, so you have a, a bachelor's in psychology as well as like, at the time, five years of experience working with the general public. I'm like, yep. And she's like, so you really know what to expect from me. And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> and it just Better went downhill. Better believe it. <laughs> Better I like believe she, it. I like how she said that, but then still did a terrible job. <laughs> what? Oh, man. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God. My brain is not functioning today. What the heck? I was so, going to say something else. Something about this week, man. It's the Wednesday hump day, you know, issue. It's Wednesday, Pooh Bear. Yeah. This coffee is maybe not strong enough. I don't know. Maybe that's been my problem this week. So I've been having horrible headaches. I had a migraine last week. It was the worst. And I'm just like, is my coffee? Is that what it is? My coffee isn't strong enough? (laughs) Audacity. How rude. (laughs) Okay, Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) How rude. Oh, man. Yeah, I could talk for so long about counseling and what it's like. Um, Yeah. Is there anything, like, parting thoughts that, that you have, April? I, I will try to recall what I was going to... It was okay. something profound, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. It's... God. Again, we're a very similar people. <laughs> Just lose our thoughts. Um, I think what I'll say for parting words is that it is okay to ask for help. It is okay to seek out help. Um, know what you see on the media is not at Take it with all. a grain of salt. <laughs> Take it with a grain of salt. Like, I'm sure sometimes what you see on the media happens, but then if it does, it's like, oh, dearie me. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll say also that, like, um, something helpful for me. So I, <laughs> I went to college, graduated my bachelor's degree in social work. As I mentioned earlier, like, I always thought, like, therapy was for other people (laughs) and um I worked in our workplace episode just the last episode I talked about working with a lot of um really heavy topics right out the gate right after college um 
I didn't start going to counseling until 2019. Mm -hmm. And I had been thinking about it off and on for, I mean, probably off and on really for a couple of years. Um, But just like had this huge like anxiety about it because I didn't know what to expect. Um, I thought that might mean that there's something wrong with me. Um, I thought it was for other people. Like all my assumptions like were at play. Um, But what really helped me was talking to other people who were open with me about their own experiences going to counseling. So like you, April, like I had talked to you about it and I'm like, I knew that you had been in counseling and um, so talking to you, I had another friend who was very open about her experience going to counseling. Like that really helped to remove the shame mm-hmm. for me of going to counseling. <laughs> I'm laughing. It's not funny. Um, but really what the catalyst for me finally picking up the phone and making a phone call was um, I had a coworker commit suicide mm-hmm. in 2019 and it was really difficult because um, there was other like circumstancing circumstances that made it very complicated. Um, and so my whole like workplace was kind of going through this like, shock and grieving process together and my workplace was really great and was like please go talk to counselors like here's our employee assistance program number and all of that and so that was like okay like it almost like it gave me permission like Mm -hmm. okay this was a traumatic experience I will go seek out a counselor and so I started with that because I really did need to talk about that um I remember but, that, actually. But then it, like, blossomed into, like, and here's all this other baggage that I've been carrying around. Like, I have a lot of anxiety about different things. Like, I think I need to talk to somebody about it. And so Send help. I, please send help. So then I ended up working with that counselor for almost a year. Um, <laughs> thank goodness I was already in counseling when the pandemic started. That was very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um... And then I took, like, a break. Because that's the other thing that I think people don't realize is, like, I mean, sometimes counseling is kind of a long-term thing. But also, like, once you kind of get to a place where you're, like, I think I'm good. I'm managing on my own pretty well. Like, you can stop counseling at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took a break from counseling in starting in August 2020. And then by February of 2021, I was, like, mm, I think I'm... I think I'm ready. We're, I was round, rounding out a year of the pandemic. I'm like, I think I'm ready to talk to somebody again. But I wanted a different style than the previous counselor, as I mentioned yeah. before. So mm-hmm. um, there's no shame in changing counselors. There's no shame in like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm doing really well. I'm going to take a break. And then five months later, you're like, oh, just kidding. I need a counselor again. Yeah. And don't worry about like, therapists are not meant to be. All right, I'm trying not to say the word should. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> Therapists should not be uh, offended when you need to seek out resources from other therapists. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. Because hopefully, hopefully they rec- hopefully their egos aren't so huge. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they don't realize and recognize that they only have so much expertise that you can have in Mm -hmm. one counselor you know and um and also especially right now 
um, with so many people, like, uh, uh, I'm applauding everybody seeking counseling right now um, Mm -hmm. because from what I've read and what I've been told that there's, like, a massive amount of people seeking counseling right now. Which is Um, great. That's so wonderful. Fantastic. Like, don't feel like I... (laughs) I feel like some people may think that, like, okay, because I'm going to counseling, I'm contributing to the counselor's, like, paycheck. Mm-hmm. And if I stop going, like, they're they're going to lose the money that I'm giving them. Don't worry about that. <laughs> because literally most counselors have, like, a long list of people calling them and asking for counseling yeah a wait list a wait list yeah I I know a lot of counselors are saying like no I'm getting like new client requests like all the time so Mm -hmm. yeah so hopefully the therapist's ego will be very minimal (laughs) (laughs) And and don't worry don't be afraid of pointing things out to your counselor because, again, mm-hmm. they're human, too. And if you're, like, uncomfortable or if you're like, oh, that didn't sit right with me. Like, just say so. Or I'm not ready to talk about that yet. Yeah. That's totally fine. Or I don't want to talk about that ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's fine. Yeah. Yep. So, anyways, I feel good. Do you feel good? I feel great. I think that that was a great topic to cover again i could talk for literally hours (laughs) um i feel like i'm a counseling nerd right now (laughs) (laughs) so um please like if you know us personally like um i was gonna just also quickly mention that someone that someone that i know reached out to me and said you know thank you for uh covering this topic um I won't share too much because I didn't get permission to, to do so, mm-hmm. but I just want to shout shout them out and just say, like, you know, if you want to share your experiences with either of us, um, if you're still unsure after listening to us ramble for an hour about counseling, if you're still unsure about it, if you have more questions about what therapy is like, um, please reach out and ask us. Like, we will happily answer your questions. And if we don't know the answer, we will mm-hmm. just tell you we don't know and we'll point you in a different direction yeah we'll leave you hanging thank you so much everyone oh do you have a positive oh my gosh we almost forgot the we almost for- oh third episode into oh the year God. we almost forgot oh no. no oh my gosh okay perfect here's our affirmation for the week I am focused on my happiness and well-being. I am living the life that I want to be living. And I will add a caveat. And if you're not living the life that you want to be living, go see counseling. (laughs) What a great affirmation for this episode. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.